You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. We're going to look at the life of Joseph, the son of Jacob, yung Joseph the dreamer. In a particular area of his life, wherein he is in this vantage point, wherein he was looking at the past, what happened to his life, and he is looking at the future, what's about to happen. Now, for most of us here, I believe we're familiar with Joseph, right? And if you read it at first, it's depressing. Could you imagine? It's a story about injustice. It's a story about family favoritism, family feud, family conflicts. For Joseph personally, it's a story of uh, being developed in his character, in his faith. It's a story of injustice. But despite all the dark themes in the story of Joseph, it has produced leadership, integrity, faith, excellence, reconciliation, forgiveness, and salvation. How did that happen? That's what we're going to look at today. What made Joseph, when he looked back and he looked forward, what made him say what we're about to read? Brief summary, okay? Brief summary of the life of Joseph. Remember, Joseph is uh, one of the 12 sons of Israel or of Jacob. Naalala niyo po ba? Okay, now, out of the 12 sons that Jacob had, he has a favorite, and that's Joseph. Because of that, the other brothers hated him so much that they wanted to kill Joseph. But thank God, buti nilang di natuloy. Ano nangyari? He was thrown into a pit, eventually sold into Egypt as Potiphar's slave. And through the years that he was faithful, somewhere there, he was wrongfully accused of alleged rape for Potiphar's wife. You know what happened afterwards, right? He was thrown into the prison wherein he has to work himself up again, waited for years for his breakthrough until finally it came. The Pharaoh needed someone to interpret his dreams. Seven years of harvest and seven years of famine. No one was able to interpret the dreams but Joseph through the grace of God. Now suddenly, he gets promoted. So that's what happened. Could you imagine? At, at first, it looks like it was an overnight success. But it's not. He went through a lot. And now, he became the second most influential person in the nation of Egypt. Only next to Pharaoh. All of a sudden, he was, quote-unquote, successful. And now, we're going to read the verses... And this is the first time that Joseph spoke after he became successful. That the first time, first things that he said that was recorded in the Bible. So let's read Genesis 41 verse 50. It says here, Before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. Asenath, the daughter of Potipera, the priest of On, bore them to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. In verse 52, it says here, The name of the second he called Ephraim. For God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Again, this is the first time that Joseph spoke, recorded in the Bible, after he became successful. And look what he said when, he, when God has blessed him with two sons. He named the first one Manasseh and the second one Ephraim. Now, ngayon tayo pa nagpapangalan ng uh, bata, uh, sometimes we don't think the weight, we don't really value the weight of it. In the Bible, when someone names their children, it not only, it does not only mean na may ibig sabihin siya, but it really 
speaks destiny about that person. May hugot or may backstory siya. And this was Joseph's backstory. He was in this vantage point. He was looking back at what happened to his life. Could you imagine every hardship he had? But at the same time, he was looking forward because now he's successful and he's living during the years of harvest. Look what he said. Sabi niya doon, God has made me forget all my hardship in all my father's house. Forget his hardship. The word hardship, if it can also be translated as hard work, personal suffering, pain. Joseph was saying, when he was at that position, that vantage point, God has made me forget all my hardship, all my pain, all my, uh, my, the bad things that has happened to me. Could you imagine that? 13 years, somewhere around that year. A little, well, more or less 13 years, Joseph waited for God to fulfill his destiny for his life. 13 years of hardship. 13 years of affliction. 13 years of challenges. And then Joseph said, God has made me forget. Forget. Meron ba dito na makakalimutin? Diba may katabi mo? Mukha pa makakalimutin yan? Meron ba dito yung nakalimut ka na where you placed your keys? Nangyari na ba yun? Ito matindi yung glasses mo. Saan yung glasses mo? Pero suot mo na pala. Diba? Or nasa ulo mo. For some of us here, maybe you're, you're not, you're forgetful of your anniversary. Oh no, don't do that. <laughs> Source of awa yan. No, for some of us here, we're forgetful. We're admittedly sage. Ah, makakalimutin kasi ako eh. But I think generally speaking, we would agree. We may forget other things. We may forget small things. But I think generally, you would agree with me, right? That it's not easy to forget bad things that were done against you. Right? Susi, makakalimutin ako eh. May nasabing masakit sa'yo? Let me just go ahead and say, would you agree? To forget is hard. It's hard to forget something done against us. It's hard to forget an injustice done against you. It's hard to forget a bad word that was spoken against you, especially if it's not true. To forget is hard. How can Joseph say this? 13 years he has experienced hardship and affliction. I was talking to one person, one of our leaders. He was into sales for the longest time. And I was telling him this message, and I was, you know, trying to ask his opinion about it. You know what he said? He, he shared his experience, in his, in, at least in the sales industry, of the times that he was backstabbed, accused wrongly, sinulot yung sales niya, friendships were cut, even though he was, he's not doing anything. But when I was telling this message, he said, you know what, that's true. Right now where I am, God has made me forget all my hard work. How can he say that? How can Joseph say this? How, how can you forget bad things that has happened to you? Look at the verse. God has made me forget. Not by his own strength, not by his own effort. It was God who made him forget. This doesn't mean there was a suppression of pain. Misa kasi ganun yung iniisip natin eh, forgive and forget. Huh? So paano na lang yung sakit naramdaman ko? How about the bad things that happened to me? I'm supposed to like suppress it? That's not what the, the verse says. Instead, what it happens is this. God showed Joseph the bigger picture. 
God showed Joseph his role and how God is going to fulfill his purposes in the life of Joseph. Now Joseph is in a vantage point that when he looks back, he would realize the hardships that he has done, that he has experienced rather, the challenges that he went through, the pain that he experienced. They were not wasted moments. And I want to declare this today. There are no wasted moments with God. Every detail of his life mattered. Yung tinapun siya sa pit, it's not a wasted moment. When he was falsely accused of raping Potiphar's wife, it's not a wasted moment. The years that we waited in prison is not a wasted moment. And now God has placed him in a position where he looks back and say, Oh, God has made me forget. He's not suppressing the pain. He remembers it actually. But now he's in a position where he says, Hindi pala siya wasted moment. Oh, God has made me forget. Maybe for some of you, you have experienced some of the painful things times in your life in 2017. And you're asking, Lord, bakit? Baka nagtatampo ka na kay Lord, o may kilala ka nagtampo kay Lord. Let me encourage you with this. Look at those moments as memories with God. Making you go through a journey. It's not a wasted moment. Not a wasted moment. Look at the next verse. Sabi niya doon, no? Not only did he forget all my hardships, Sabi Bajan, forget all my father's house. But the first time I read it, it seemed sounded negative. He forget my father's house. Sa Tagalog, kinalimutan ko ng pamilya ko. Nagkalimutan na. Wow. Was Joseph better? While studying it, uh, some com- the, the scholars and the commentaries generally agree, and I agree with them. That he's not saying that he was bitter with his family. Rather, he was making a decision to forgive. He was saying, okay, now I'm making a decision to forget all. Even my family's, the father's house, what they did to me. You know what's interesting? Sinabi to ni Joseph, hindi pa niya nakikita yung mga kapatid niya. That's going to happen in the next couple of chapters. They're going to come there, hindi nila nakilala si Joseph. Okay, then Joseph... Uh, had a dialogue with them. In short, after he made the decision to forgive, it was tested. But he made the first step. He made the decision to forgive. Maybe for some of us here, 2017 should end with the decision to forgive. I don't know who it is. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a time for you to forget. Would you, would you agree? You wouldn't want this, this baggage to be with you in the next year, right? Maybe it's a time to forgive. But mind you, it will be tested. Your decision. Because forgiveness and making forgiveness is a decision more than an emotion. So that's the first one. When he saw Manasseh, he said, Oh, God has made me forget. The next verse, Sabidito, verse 52. It says here, The name of the second he called Ephraim. For God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. You know what's interesting? The word fruitful is first used in Genesis 1. Sa Bible kasi yung first mention, it carries a, a, a strong meaning. So it, it was first used in Genesis 1 when God says, said to the, 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 His creation, be fruitful and multiply. 
So right now, when we say fruitful, minsan iniisip natin, di ba? Um, fruitfulness is, wow, kalibat ka na na deals, financial provision, spiritual growth, uh, maraming madi-disciple, marami ako magiging anak, and all those things may show fruitfulness. But in the Bible, what fruitfulness means has something to do with purpose and preparing the next generation. Fruitfulness is not just about all the blessings. Fruitfulness is about we are in a position where we get to fulfill God's purposes in our lives and preparing the next generation. Be fruitful and multiply. So imagine this. Joseph was in this vantage point. He was looking back. He looked at the past things that has happened to him. He said, Manasseh, God has made me forget. Now he also said when his second son, God has made me fruitful. For him, fruitfulness is not just about, okay na yung buhay ko, wala na akong problem, successful na ako. Rather, fruitfulness is not just to make life easy or good, but to fulfill God's purpose. For Joseph, being fruitful is not because, not, oh, okay na ako, wala na akong problema, mayaman na ako, sikat na ako, I have everything going for me. For Joseph, fruitfulness is, now I get to fulfill God's purpose in my life. That's why when he looked back, ah, it's not a wasted moment. God was using this moment for a moment of fruitfulness. When I was thrown in the pit, when I was wrongfully accused, when my father thought I was dead, it's not a wasted moment with God. Hindi pala siya sayang. It was all a setup. His setbacks are a setup to fulfill his Purpose, fruitfulness. For some of us here, maybe that's what God wants us to hear. You're going through something, don't just think, oh, kasi para sa sarili ko lang to. No. Kung pinapadaan ka ni God sa particular na area ng buhay mo, daanan mo siya kasi malay mo, babaguhin mo yung mundo. It always has a bigger purpose. Could you imagine that? You're going through something and you don't know what it is. But somewhere in the future, as you trusted God, when you look back, oh, that's a part of the bigger story. There's no wasted moments. Fruitfulness. Let it not end with us. Let it be used by God to make an impact to the world. Agenda parin ni God. Kingdom parin ni God yung masusunod. You know what's, another, what's interesting again in the verse? It says here, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Minsan nagpe-pray tayo kay Lord, Lord, remove affliction. Remove me from this place, from this situation. Tanggalin mo ako dito, Lord. But look at this. God has made Joseph in the land of affliction. Maybe right now you are in a land of affliction. And you're crying out to God, Lord, remove this for years. Maybe the reason why God's not removing you from that is because that is where God wants you to be fruitful. Again, hindi definition ng fruitfulness natin. It's not provision, success. No, it's fulfilling God's purpose. Do you have a land of affliction right now in your family, in your work, in your campus? Let's claim this. Lord, make me fruitful in the land of my affliction. And whatever you're going through right now, remember this. 
There are no wasted moments with God. It's a memory you create with Him. It's a journey. It's a relationship. Now, fast forward natin. The famine came because of Joseph's uh, leadership. By the grace of God, the whole nation of Egypt and Israel were spared. Eventually, Joseph forgave his brothers and sisters. There was a big reconciliation. One of the best stories in the Bible of reconciliation. Nagbatina si Joseph and his other brothers. And then he got to see his old father. They got to go to the land. They experienced harvest. It looks good. Eventually, Jacob, Joseph's father, died. Ngayon yung mga kapatid niya natakot, hala baka balikan tayo ni Joseph. Towards the end of Joseph's life, and this, this is what he said, found in the last couple of verses in Genesis. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And we use this verse. It's so powerful. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? As for you, you meant evil against me. The word meant is planned, purpose. Plinano mo. Ginusto mo. You meant evil against me. And maybe for some of us here, you've went through something bad. And you know what? The sad thing, means pag may nag-open up sa atin, may nagsasabi ng masakit, may nagsasabi because they've experienced pain and suffering and sin done against them. Sometimes we say, oh, may purpose si God And there's nothing wrong with that. It's true, actually. Romans 8 says, all things work out for the good for those who love Him have been called according to His purpose. But does it mean? Discounted na yung fear ko? Discounted na yung feeling ko? Discounted na yung sin? So, babaliwalain ko na lang yung kasalanan, yung nangyari sa akin? For this verse, Joseph said, You meant evil. You did evil to me. It was sin. You meant evil. I believe for some of us here, we need to hear this. We've been through some things in our lives and we try to rationalize it saying, Okay lang yan, ganyan talaga. God doesn't want to discredit what you went through. The sin. God is saying, That's evil. I just remember this story. I said this a while ago. Remember the story when Joseph, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus' friend, si Lazarus, died? Diba? So when Lazarus, Jesus' friend, okay, Jesus, died, he went there. Uh, it was too late. Sa panangin nila, Mary and Martha, brother of Lazarus. So Mary and Martha went to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus went there, he saw everyone. They were crying. They were weeping. And the verse says there that Jesus was deeply troubled and greatly anguished. He was so mad. He was so sad. He was so frustrated. He was so... What they are experiencing right now is the effect of sin, death. It's evil. He was so mad. When he saw Lazarus, the pit of La- uh, the, the tomb of La- Lazarus, Sabidon, he wept. He was so sad, Lord. This is not, not what they're supposed to experience. Sin, the devil, evil is not my kingdom. He was so moved. You know what he said? 
Remove the tomb. I remove the cover of the tomb. Lazarus come out. Lazarus came out. But before he said that, he said, these are done to show the glory of God. Here's something amazing about this verse. You may have gone through something evil, but look at this. But God meant it for good. Who in the whole universe can turn an evil thing that was done, planned against you for good? Only God. Only God. No one else. God was aware of everything we went through. There were no wasted moments with God. And all the evil that was done in the life of Joseph meant for evil. But what did God do? He turned it for good. That's the God that we worship. As we enter 2018, you may have experienced evil. Could you lift it up to God and let Him turn it for good? For God meant it for good. What's the effect? The verse says, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Again, we, Joseph went through all those things, not just for himself and his family, but to change the world, to make an impact, the kingdom of God. There are no wasted moments with God. I remember I was counseling to one, one person. This person has been abused. Verbally, physically, sexually. He has went through a lot. I can't say my purpose he got done. I was crying when I was hearing it. All I can say was, that's sin. Well, what, what you went through, that's sin. That's, that's not what God wants in His kingdom. That's evil. But you know what's amazing about this guy? This guy knew Jesus. Tapos kababasa niya lang yung verse yan kasi bagong Christian lang siya. And he declared that verse to me. The enemy meant it for evil, but God turned it for good. Remember all those times, the things he experienced in the past years, the abuses. Painful. But it's not a wasted moment in the eyes of God. Turn it around for good. Now that person is being used by God to reach out other people who are also experiencing what he experienced. Baka may, pina, may pinagdadaanan ka dyan, kaya gamitin ka ni Lord para sa mga ibang tao may pinagdadaanan din. It's not a wasted moment. Isn't that what the cross is? The cross is a big turnaround plot twist of history. Sabi ng devil, okay na, patayin na natin tong son of God na to. Let's kill the Messiah and it's all over. We won against God. But what did God do? God turned that cross a symbol of horror, a symbol of disgust in the time of Rome, the Roman Empire. He turned it around. Now it's a source of hope. It's a source of forgiveness. It's a symbol of love. Only God can turn that around. That's what God is. That's who He is. What are you going through right now? Let me tell you, there are no wasted moments with God. Maybe it's a time this year, Lord, I give this to you. Turn it around for good, Lord. They have meant it for evil and it has hurt me a lot. But God, you meant it for good. Turn it around for good, Lord. Turn it around for good, Lord. That's what you did on the cross, God. Turn death to life. Darkness to light. 
sin to salvation. That's the God that we serve. Can we bow down our heads and let's pray. Lord, right now, for some of us here, 2017 was a rough year. And injustice was done against my people. It's evil. It's evil. I believe God wants to comfort you right now. It's evil. Don't reason it out. Call it as it is. It's evil. It's sin. But I can turn it around for good. It's not a wasted moment. It's not a random event. It's not an unnecessary part of your life. I have meant it for good. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now. Remind them of your will in your life. Help them see what you want in their lives. That they'll be able to say, that they'll be able to say, Manasseh and Ephraim, God has made me forget and fruitful the land of my affliction. Thank you, Lord. You're doing something, a mighty work in their hearts, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.